coming up. I'm doing it again. I'm getting riskier with the pod. I got two teenagers here and Uncle Clint. We got a four-man show. We got Caden. We got guest Nate Woods. And we got Uncle Clint with us. So we got an exciting show tonight. We're going to go over the MLB playoffs. And then we're going to jump straight to the uh, we're going to jump straight to the NFL. We're going with our weekly surprise Super Bowl matchup. We're doing our full weekly NFL week in review and then week in preview, going from week six to seven. We're excited about it. We're going to talk a little fantasy. We're going to go into big weekly matchups. And then because this is our twentieth pod already, we've already done twenty. We are going to finish with a blooper reel. We're basically going to talk about some of the funny moments that we've had on the show over the last 20 pots. We're excited to close with that. So it's the sports life. We're talking sports. Let's go. All right, so we're going to start us off with an MLB playoff update. We're not going to get deep into the woods here on the MLB, mainly because after this pod next Tuesday, we're basically going to have the World Series matchup set. I was looking at uh, the schedule, and there's a possible Game 7 next Tuesday, and I think that was Philly's Diamondbacks. So assuming nothing goes to Game 7, we'll already have the World Series set, so we can basically cover the whole ALCS, NLCS at that point. The reason I wanted to do the update was because we haven't been on since all the big dogs were dropped. We were on last Tuesday, and I just had to talk about how the Giants were taken down. Basically, the top five teams in the league performed in the playoffs with a 1-12 record. And I don't know what to say about it. All I can really say is win some darn games. I mean, the best teams, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, these teams, 100-plus wins, they could not get it done in the postseason. And it just had me thinking, like, am I just mad? And I'm saying, hey, just go win some games? Or am I thinking the deck needs to be tilted more towards these teams for the performance that they put in during the regular season? What do you think? I think it's the format. I think the format hurts the better teams because they got to sit – and be off for an extended period of time. And baseball is a very streaky game. You have to you have to stay hot. You have to stay going. And baseball is a streaky game. Take take the Rangers for example. I mean, this is a team that barely gets in. Uh, they make it in as a wild card team, and they're just mowing everybody down. I mean, they're, they're, they're they look like a, a freight train rolling here. Uh, I thought they would have more trouble with Houston. Verlander pitched a gem in the first game. He didn't get any run support. Uh, and Montgomery, Ivaldi, and Scherzer for the Rangers puts a pretty good top three out there. This this is a perfect example of why good pitching beats good hitting. Um, you you have to have pitching if you're going to win and go deep, and then your your hitting fell in. If, if if those big bats for Atlanta, all them guys with all them home runs didn't show up when they needed to, and uh, they got beat by better pitching and. and <laughs> But I agree. I thought I thought Arizona was gonna uh, maybe give the, the, the Phillies some trouble here. I probably gonna end up on a guy a few beers at the bar because <laughs> I took Arizona. Uh, but I mean, when Schwarber and Harper, those guys are big gamers, big money guys, and and they come to play, and you're getting good pitching out of Wheeler and Nola. What's the solution, though, to the layout? I mean, my thing is, is like, first of all, for when you win over 100 games and you jump into a five-game series, I don't like that. I think right away, do that three-game wildcard deal and then jump right into a seven-game series. I think maybe that does it. I just think when your season is that long, when you're doing a 162-game season, 
you need to have a little more reward than one extra home game first, in a five-game series. Shouldn't they get the whole got, series at home? First of all, you got too many teams. By trying to get these extra wild card teams, and it's just too but they're many. the teams that are winning. Uh, yeah, but uh, again, rewarding a, a, a team all year by giving them time off, in my opinion, is a recipe for disaster. It proved out this year. It may not next year. You don't know, but because I think this is the first year they're using this particular format, um, and it just to me it seems like. It, it did not work. How about all five games in Atlanta? Atlanta's got to play the Phillies. The Phillies have a, are one of the only teams in the playoffs that have a clear home field advantage. Their fans are Braves. legit. They stir that place up. The Braves, give them all five games at home. They got to do something different. I mean, you can't have these teams grinding That's what they do at the, the wild season. card, though. They do it at the wild card. Why not extend you, it one more? You could also have the argument, though, that, I mean, this team over the course of the whole year was the best team in baseball and they just didn't get it done. I you mean, can definitely argue. That's Atlanta, why I said at the beginning, Atlanta, maybe you just got to win some games. Atlanta didn't get the job done. These guys were the superior team the whole season and when the money was on the line, those guys did not show up. I'll tell you what, though, just, dude. I'll tell you what, though, just so we can move on, but that Strider, dude, that guy's 24. He's a beast. He reminds me of Verlander a lot. The way he throws, the way his approach is, the whole thing. That dude comes at you. I, I, I was watching Verley in game one, and even though he lost 2 nothing, Verlander to me is not showing any signs of slowing down here. Smoltz said it. Smoltz said it on the broadcast last night. Verlander's getting 300. Smoltz said it. He goes, I don't see. Yep, Smoltz said it last night. And Verlander's got 17 postseason wins, only trailing Andy Pettit. He probably should have had 18 last night with that performance. How do you go through that lineup? Well, what I think is, uh, I think. Hey, hey, hang on. I think that his fastball is. Oh, no. I I think his fastball has been. You know, I think his fastball has consistently been at a good pace, but I think his off speeds really have as not. Usually, when a person is getting older. Um, his like breaking ball is usually not not a lot of movement, but uh, his his stuff has actually gotten better. I don't know if his stuff's gotten. He's lost a little bit of velocity on his fastball, but his off speed stuff it's and his locating his locating has actually got Just better. He's a guy that knows how to pitch. Yeah, he really does. I, I think I think that like I said the whole time. Unless he gets some kind of unforeseeable injury here, I just can't see him not getting yeah, getting rid of three hundred right. wins. I mean, he looks he still looks very very strong at forty years old. Caden had Rangers, Phillies as his uh, World Series pick. He didn't pick the team to win it yet, but I think that looks very good right now. Just so everybody has the update, the Astros are down to the Rangers 2 nothing. The Phillies are up 1 nothing and they're winning right now. Can you check the tape on it? It's uh, we're up 2 to nothing. Schwarber and uh, Turn- Trey Turner homered. Yeah, Schwarber and Turner homered. Last night Schwarber Castellanos has been an absolute beast. Unbelievable. And Harper, Harper's been like Har- Harper has looked so dangerous like you don't even want to try to run anything by yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I just feel like he's meant for the moment, you know. There's just there's guys that they don't care what type of moment he wants to be in and that's like, that's him. I'm going to say it right now. Astros are coming back in this series. Astros are coming, dude. The Astros, you know what? What's his name? He was sick. He had the flu, uh, Jordan Alvarez, and he was still playing. Hit two home runs with the flu. He might go to plan B with the garbage cans. I just don't know 
Framber Valdez just does not look like he's got it right now. The Astros pitching is going to have to step it up if they if they if they want to win. I mean, they, Valdez. What did he go? Two innings last night. Valdez gave up four runs in the first inning. They got down yeah. four nothing. You can't get in that kind of a hole and, and expect to win in, 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 in big games like that. You make a good point because it actually throws off your whole series. If your starter, especially right in games one or two, comes out and doesn't get you a decent start, doesn't get you deep into the game, now you start using up your pen right out of the gate. That's what happened to the Dodgers. Kershaw didn't get out of the first inning, and all of a sudden they need their bullpen. Well, I just think the Diamondbacks got momentum, you know, especially when you're talking about. How's that momentum working for them right now? Well, I mean, when you go into the Phillies. Sucker out of I just, mouth. I just, sucker out of I just mouth. Cut this out. No, you're cutting, no, you're no I'm telling you, take the sucker out of your mouth and talk. Go ahead. No, I, I'm just saying, I think that when you're. Just two teams out having a lot of momentum, and I guess who makes the bigger plays are. Um, that's why. That's why I took the Diamondbacks. I thought the Diamondbacks were rolling, 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 and it looks like they just ran into a buzzsaw in Philadelphia here and there. there. And by the way, what what you're seeing right now is when you're trying to uh, have suckers and play a video game when the podcast is going on. You don't. Your information doesn't come across real solid on no, the mic. All right. No. So let's get it together. Let's shrink down Woodsy, the screen and let's get Woodsy. busy here. Woods don't want. Woods is like basketball and football. He don't want to jump in on the MLB. He's like, we, we just had the game on before we started the pod, and Woods is like, Castellanos isn't on the Reds anymore. <laughs> Woodsy. <laughs> so I'm like, no MLB talk for you. You just lost all credibility. Woods is down at him. And he called him Brees Harper. I'm just I, kidding. Brees <laughs> Harper. <laughs> This is what anybody that Uncle Clint doesn't like, he automatically screws up their name. That's the sign he doesn't like you. If he if he doesn't like the player, he screws up their name. All right, we're moving on. I do like Schwarber, and I call him Schwarbler. Schwarbler. All right, moving on. Okay, now we're jumping to the NFL. This is what everybody wants to talk about. It's what everybody watches Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Every week I start us off now, this is two weeks in a row, I'm probably only going to do this for like four weeks because it might get a little weird late when you get into that final quarter of the season, but I do these surprise Super Bowl matchups. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look at a week and say, based on how these teams performed in that given week, they could be your NFC representative and your AFC representative. And then we want to look at these teams each week and be like, how much did that change from week to week? So last week we talked about the Jags versus the Lions. At that time... The Jags were still looking like, oh, maybe they just pulled off a big win that week, but they I think they got the Bills and they took them down. But now the Jags are starting to look like they're turning the corner. The Lions took down the Bucks. They look legit. So we're going to keep an eye on that surprise Super Bowl pick from last week. And my surprise Super Bowl matchup from week six is the Cleveland Browns versus the Los Angeles Rams. And I'll make my case, all right? The Browns took down the 49ers. The 49ers were considered by most to be the number one team in the league going into that game. The Browns, I believe they're 3-3. Three and three. Correct me if I'm wrong, Caden, yeah. if you want to check the standings for me mm-hmm. since you're the computer man. I think they're 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah. in the running. they're in the running for their division. Okay, Their quarterback that they paid big money to has done nothing. Okay, So they're, they're getting well, the job done right now. Something. No, Watson has done nothing. They're yeah. pay, he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. He's not getting it done. The Browns defense is awesome. I talked about it last week. My last week media overreaction was Brock Purdy's a top five quarterback in the league. I said, let's see what he does when he's got Miles Garrett and them boys. 
playing d- playing defense the way that they play, yeah, and Brock so Purdy looked pedestrian. My, my fear for both of these teams is the fact that uh, I think defense and being able to run the football wins games, and I don't think either one of these teams can run the football on a consistent basis. What are you talking about? Your favorite uh, running backs on the Rams? He just got injured. He's out. How Kerry, long is he Kerry out, though? Williams. Does that uh, look bad? He's going to be out for a little while. He's been doing a great job for them running the, running the ball. But God, you give you, the Browns you give the Browns chub. You, you have to be able to run the ball and play defense. Cleveland's defense is for real. Uh, they have a good wide receiver core. If Watson can get it going with his legs, maybe that to, to disrupt them not having a running back. Cleveland has the potential to do things. But I work with a couple guys that are Browns fans, and you just can't ever. Did these guys every year? We're gonna blow it. We're gonna blow it. <laughs> we're just gonna. We're gonna choke. You know, no matter what. Uh, the Rams are a team. If, if they got solid defense, they got all kinds of offensive weapons on that team. The Rams so do. They can. They can play with anybody on the offensive end of the football. But you have to. A buddy of mine last year was had the same argument about the Bills, and I told him, I said, look, Buffalo is never going to win the Super Bowl until they get a running back that can run the football, period. They ain't going to win unless you get a running back. You have to be able to run the football and play defense, and typically all these teams that, that win can run the football and play defense. The Rams went into this year's kind of a joke. People thought the Rams were a joke, and I, I just think they're interesting. Again, I'm throwing these out as surprises. Right. These, are not my, these are not my picks. I was... Uh, arguing with myself a little bit between what the Jets did, all right, and and what the Browns did. I was going to throw the Jets into this conversation with their win the, the over Jets the Jets. With Rodgers are one hundred percent legit. Oh man, I absolutely. Mean, I still think Zach Wilson has an extra. Hey, you need to look at who they've played. And Caden Caden called it last week. He's like, I like the way Wilson's been playing. Zach he's Wilson's been, been he's playing been, better. He's more smart. He's terrible. But he's not. Good. <laughs> he is not. Who would you rather have, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. I would take Zach Wilson. I think I Justin would too. Justin Fields is absolute trash. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Fields is trash. I, I said from the very beginning, Fields is trash. He couldn't hit a pop can over there or, or a, 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 a big target over there with a spiral from more than 10 yards away. The guy just, I mean, further than 10 yards away, he's good. Close up. Now he's hurt. And he can't, he can't, he, he, he can't get his reads. He can't get his reads. He's got over three seconds in the pocket on just about every play. And Bears fans just continue to make excuses for this guy. He stinks. Like I said, I think I personally believe he had a better career. He will have a better career if he just switches to running back. Nate, put a percentage chance on a Browns Rams Super Bowl. Give me a percentage. I think it's. I got it. Eight. Eight percent. Okay. Okay. Give me a percentage chance on my last week's surprise Super Bowl matchup: the Jaguars versus the Lions. I think that one is probably. Probably 35. 35%? That's not bad. That's not bad. We'll see. Now, will you see how much that could change? The Browns go get a big win somewhere. The Rams keep rolling. I'm telling you, these things Lions are actually it's, it's early in Lions the season. The Lions are legit. I see the Rams keep rolling more than the Browns because the Browns, you saw the Watson hasn't been playing, and you saw what they did against the Ravens with that the backup QB. I know they beat the 49ers, but the 49ers had an injury. And it just showed that when they, they, their defense can be good, but their offense is just. Forty Niners cheaped yeah. out the on a Rams, kicker, and it cost them a game. It did cost the Rams them a game. Cheaped out on a kicker. They didn't want to be gold. They had they gold. Want to, they didn't want to pay gold, and they lost the game because of it. 
They should have still won that game, no doubt. I see the Rams being able to make it far because of Cooper Cup, who is probably going to finish as top four in receiving yards, even after missing the first five weeks. I, I, I do want to say something. I think this year... For the first time ever, you're going to see a wide receiver get 2,000 receivers. I already said it, man. Teak. Teak. He's on Facebook. I agree. 2,000 receiving yards. He won't win MVP, though. Dude, I said this like three pods ago. I said he that dude's got a chance to get 2,000 yards. If Tua stays healthy, it's more Tua than, than Teak because Teak is a beast, man. He doesn't get hurt that much. Five foot ten. Little little guy. Yeah. He, he, won't, he won't win MVP. All right, let me, let, me jump, like him. let me jump to my next question the now because George, like hey, George was with us last week. He had Purdy in this media overreaction top five. Nate, where you got Purdy? You got him as top five? No. I, all right, we Absolutely not. <laughs> not even close. Here, let me give you guys a listen. This is why I thought that that was crazy. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, Burrow's not top Lawrence. Another guy, another guy not top five. Burrow. This guy right here. You don't have Allen in the this top five? This guy is not a top five quarterback. Give me your top Josh five. You got top three quarterback in the NFL. Josh Allen, is, Josh Allen is overrated. He's never won a big game top his five? entire life. Who's your top five? Because he's went toe-to-toe with Mahomes, and it wasn't his fault that they're not winning those games when the defense has given up 30-plus points. He's went toe-to-toe Burrow's with Mahomes. Burrow's not a top Mahomes. five. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's you're, not on the captain, Come on, man. Oh, you're, you're, you're part of the overreaction. I would put I would put this guy right here. Tua. I no, got him. No, no, no. I would put Herbert above Allen. To me, Josh Allen's a choke artist. He can't win the big game. He never gets the big games won. He throws way too many interceptions. He's when too he lazy. Under he pressure. does. He does throw blood To me, Josh Allen is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in national. Herbert, what are the Chargers? Let uh, me let me jump to this though. This is where I got him. I had Purdy. I find I find him like rounding off I in that ten him. area. I would take him, him, and him. He's talking Lawrence, Tua, Herbert, Lamar. I got all these guys ahead of Purdy. I take all these guys ahead of Josh Allen. Okay. I don't. Yeah. That's a, I I got Purdy in with like Goff and Stafford. Like that's kind of the range I think he's gonna work his way. I would into. take Goff over. I have. Goff. I would too. Goff have right Goff. now. Over Allen. Goff is like top eight. I'd say right now. Goff is playing. Yeah, Goff playing. To me, Josh Allen is overrated, big time. All right, uh, we're moving on. We're going to this week's major media overreaction. I'll state mine. You guys can bring yours to the table. But mine is that this was the big week of the major NFC updates or uh, upsets because the Eagles went down and the Niners went down. I must say that that's just a major media overreaction. I'll start off with the Jets over the Eagles. The Eagles, number one, they had an O-line injury, which is their, that's kind of their bread and butter. That's why they win a lot of games. That's number one. Number two is Hurts pretty much blew that game. And that's not what Hurts, this team wins games in high-leverage situation late in games. That's what the Eagles do. They've been in close games all year. And here was a terrible mistake by Hertz that lost them that game. Inexcusable throw on third down to where they could have just run it up the middle, run some more clock, buried Zach Wilson inside the 10, and see if he can come down the field and beat you. Okay, so the Jets over the Eagles again. Jets got a great defense. Everybody knows that. They've been phenomenal. They've been phenomenal all year. They were hard on Mahomes. They were hard on every quarterback that they faced. So this really was not that big of a surprise. Again, the Eagles play in close games. High leverage situation late, and you got something different out of Hurts than what you normally get. So that was my thought on that. Again, not a major surprise. Browns over Niners. We talked about it last week. What's Purdy going to do when he plays against a good defense? I think he threw for like think he's more threw than for about 100 more. yards. I, Look it up. I want to know his he, stats. He almost Look had, up his stats. He threw for 130 yards. I think that's the reason why the 49ers will not win the Super Bowl. 
Who is more valuable to that team? McCaffrey? 100%. 100% he's more valuable. McCaffrey goes down, and they ain't got a chance to win. Now, with all that being said, with all that being said, given Browns, given the Browns credit, a missed field goal, which 220. is... 220. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a field goal that in the NFL is basically the equivalent of a chip shot now right at 40 yards. I think it was a 41-yard field goal. You just said it. Robbie Gold makes that kick game over, 49ers stay undefeated. So that is number one. And number two, there was a bunch of sketchy penalties late in that game that got Cleveland in position to even make a drive to get in field goal range, or I mean um, to get their points late. A lot of sketchy penalties against the the Niners. So there was a lot of things going the Niners or going the Browns' way to make that happen. Chiefs game. Anytime somebody <laughs> right. blows on Mahomes, the flag gets thrown out. To this is that guy gets more calls than Tom Brady. Well, the thing is, is and it's funny because it's not necessarily even Mahomes himself getting the calls. It's that like it's that Mahomes bias that like influences the Co- games, it whether it be Eagle, a holding cost call. Eagles a Super Bowl. I still think it cost Eagles a Super Bowl. Yeah. that was a terrible holding call. I agree. They got Super Bowl and Eagles. Well, look at what they called. They called on Sauce. They called. Okay, so it it was illegal contact. It's illegal contact that's happening on every play. But you don't throw the flag on illegal contact inside of five yards. Ten seconds later, after the interception, yeah. that was my problem with that. Okay, anybody, you got any overreactions? Media overreactions? They usually involve the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah you know. anything to do with the Dallas Cowboys is an overreaction <laughs> by the media. Dallas Cowboys stink. <laughs> that's another quarterback, Dak Prescott. He's not pretty good. Um, Pollard has just been totally horrible this year. He, he has not performed very well. I mean, I don't know how they won as many games as they have. To me, Dallas is not that good. I said it last week. Cowboys are an average team. They they Because they're America's team or whatever, they get a lot of attention, a lot of media attention, but there's not really that much Another to talk about. Another media overreaction is, why are the New York Giants always on primetime football? These guys stink, and they're always on primetime football. They've been like three or four primetime games already this year, and they suck. They look better with Tyrod Taylor under center than they did with Daniel Jones under center. What do you think Tyrod Taylor's record in the NFL as a starter is? How many games do you think he started? Someone just I got the stat the other day. Uh, I would say Tyrod Taylor's probably started somewhere around 40 games. He started over 50 games. And I bet she's got a winning record. This is what I heard. You have to check the tape on it, but I think it was 26-26-1. 26 wins, 26 lessons. Can you believe that guy started? 52 games. I would have said 40 for sure because he was in Buffalo for a while. Well, uh, you need somebody that can move back there because Jones, it doesn't Jones seem like he has a second to throw, though. It well, doesn't yeah. seem like he's got a second. But he can. He has better legs than Tyrod Taylor. He can move. You're right. He's a good athlete. But he I doesn't have his better instinct. He makes a lot of dumb yeah. plays. Oh, God. I don't know. I think he needs – Jones without Saquon, though. He didn't have Saquon no, for a bunch of those. He, he just – well, I just don't think Daniel Jones – They need a receiver. They, yeah, they don't have a go-to yeah. guy. They just got yeah. a lot of mess. The absolute lowest quarterback IQ in the NFL is Justin Fields. <laughs> absolute lowest. Then Josh Allen. And the – Lee. No, it's not Josh Allen, dude. It's you know you can't go there. What about the guy from uh, Atlanta? That guy's blowing games every week. He, he's not as bad as Fields. He's pretty bad. What's that guy's name? What's the uh, guy Desmond from- Ritter? Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Atlanta's Ritter. playing decent football, and this guy keeps giving the ball give, away. Give Ritter four years, though. Like Fields has had her three, and he may be 
fields. Look, you can't just look at one guy and then fire the football. You got to go through your progression. Even the play he got hurt on, he's hanging on to the yeah. ball too long. He's dancing around. He tries to make some stupid pass. It's like, what is he doing? Pass it all I said, my thing coach. on fields from day one was it's not even every all the reads and the studying. I feel like his just his whole arm rotation just takes too long only, to get rid of the, the football. Only Aaron Rodgers, the ding, ding. only Ohio State quarterback that's ever even. Stroud is starting out to be better, but typically when you got a quarterback from Ohio State, they stink in the NFL. Stroud's the best I've ever seen from yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, he's, it's, he's, it's amazing that he's doing what he's doing because normally you're right. It's I think, not the I case. think he had uh, uh, Mikey Tomczak might have came from, from Ohio State. He wasn't terrible, but, I mean, the Ohio State quarterbacks typically are not very good. You're right. You're right. Moving on. Going back to the topic of media overreactions. Oh, you got something for us. I okay. got some people are saying the Raiders are a playoff team. Oh, okay. Um, I said not a chance. Uh, the defense is not great, especially after you just saw them put up 17 points. The Patriots were 1-5. Kendrick Bourne, 10 catches, 89. You got the Jimmy corners. G. Jimmy G's a winner. No. I don't know about that. Jimmy G's record. I got an overreaction. They're o- Big time winner. They're all line. The Niners, though, man. The Niners just know how to win football games. Big time winner. I know. I, I, I have an overreaction. Uh, my wait, overreac- wait, 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 my overreaction second. is that um, I believe that Matt Jones still has. I, th- I think Matt Jones is not washed. I, I personally believe that. How is he washed? He's like. Well, people are saying he's done. (laughs) I think Bill Belichick is putting too much pressure on him. I think if he goes to a coaching staff that he just he has a couple years where he just calms down, I think he can really get to. uh, I think he needs to get smarter and less pressure. Bill Belichick, he's a great coach, but he puts way too much pressure. You can put that on Tom Brady, but not Mac Jones. I'm sorry. What is it with your obsession with trash quarterbacks, Zach Wilson? Now it's Mac Jones. He's got all this confidence in these guys, and they do nothing. They they, they just... don't got any receivers. Don't got running game. Bill Belichick has done Garrett nothing. Wilson's one of the best receivers in the league. I'm talking about the Patriots. Okay, well, Tom I, you're Brady, actually probably for right. For a lot of Tom Brady's career, he never had superstar wide well, receivers him. on his teams. I'm no. not saying Mac and Jones. I, don't know, I never did like the guy, but he proved me wrong when he went to Tampa and was able to pull down a Yeah, but a Tampa title. was loaded. Tampa had the best Julian defense Allen. in the league, and they were absolutely loaded on offense. Yeah, Gronk, Edelman. They had Antonio Amendola. Brown. They had, Antonio Brown was having a good year when he came back. They still had Mike he Evans. God was walking out to his car. That doesn't surprise Who? me. I'll, I'm gonna argue, I'll argue against Brady as the greatest of all time, but I will do that on another pod, and I'm gonna, I'll go to my grave with it, man. If you had, here's the only thing I'm gonna tell you: Tom Brady was in the league for 22, 23 seasons. He was only first team All Pro three times. That basically means in his whole career, if you took Tom Brady any given season, he was not going to be the first quarterback that you took in that season but three of those years. I, I, three I, of those I was not a huge fan of the guy. but He, he got really, it done. He got the he, Super Bowls. He really didn't have a lot of talent on a lot of his teams. He but did you, not have a lot of great players. you got to look back, though. He, had, he didn't win with Moss when he had Moss. Julian Edelman, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to start naming Hall of Famers for you. Right out of the gate. These guys are, these guys are going to be in the Hall these of Fame. Edelman are, might. These guys are probably nothing without Brady, though. What are the other guys? Manning. You think you think Reggie Wayne and Pollard and Dallas Clark and all Marvin these guys? Harrison's a Hall of Famer no matter where he plays. I don't think so. Yes. Marvin 
Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison was undersized. He was undersized. He was a route runner. And when they got to the playoffs and they targeted on Marvin Harrison, he didn't get the job done. And Manning could not get the ball to him because he couldn't get open. That's basically what was happening to Harrison in the playoffs when they targeted in on him. So Manning had weapons that he made too. The best quarterbacks no essentially doubt. make no their doubt. weapons. I'm not going to argue. All I'm saying is Brady's first three Super Bowls were game management with good defenses. He had top 10 defenses mostly throughout his whole entire career. So we'll argue that one another day. We're moving on. We're jumping to fantasy. I've changed the name, guys. I got an announcement. Last week, I went one that flies and one that dies for this category. And then George and I were exchanging information, and George is going, I said, who's going to die? Lamar's going to die. And I'm like, all right, we got to change the name. <laughs> I texted George. I said, we got to change the name. So we're going one to pop, one to flop. That's what we're going with. I, I like the new name. Uncle Clint's got some for us. But before Uncle Clint starts us off, I'm going to go to last week. Last week, my picks were terrible. I had, I had Lawrence to flop, which he just kind of has done exactly what he's done all year. He's just been decent. 15 to 20, something like that. That's his point total. But I had... Um, I had Josh Allen to pop, and he was awful. Like I thought, he I thought against the Giants, he was going to go to town. I thought he was going to be running for touchdowns and doing the whole thing. I thought that was going to be a blowout. I went down the tubes with that. Caden's uh, picks were absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I don't even know. He had what did you have? The one well, guy you had, I don't think the guy had a from point. The Cardinals, he had two points. Yeah, he had one guy that had two points. I don't even know the guy's That's name. That's a running back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Then you had one other guy. Who else? Who did you have as your? uh, Did you pick a quarterback or something? I can't even remember. Anyway, both his picks. I remember. I looked back. I checked the tape. Brutal. I got to give it to George. He's five and zero on the season. He had no. He's five and one. He lost. Oh, he's five and one now. He lost last week. But George, if you're listening, too much credit. Good job last week. He had his pop as Adam Thielen, who had a really good game. I think he had like eleven for over hundred yards and a touchdown, over twenty fantasy points, and then his flop. Was uh, Lamar was Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson did not have a big fantasy game. So George nailed it. George hit the category. I was awful to the point that I'm not even offering anything this week. I'm just going to Uncle Clint. Uncle Clint, what do you got? I got I got a pop this week uh, against the San L.A. Rams secondary. I think George Pickens is going to be your pop this week, and I think your flap this week is going to be. Mr. Kurt Cousins against the 49ers defense. I don't think he gets it done. Oh, it's probably not bad. Let's hear. Uh oh. If people uh, go ahead and hit mute, you may not want to hear this section of the pod. Caden's giving his advice. He's always stay as far away from this information as possible. However, the computer is closed, so you might get some decent advice. All right. So, my pop is Zach Evans. Now, hear me out. I know he has only one point on the year. But it says on his fantasy report, Zach Evans likely to work as Rams starting RB. Um, so I, I personally believe that he's going to put a big role in his Pittsburgh uh, running game. I mean, running defense is not very good. I think he's going to have a big day. I think he's going to pop. And then uh, the guy uh, to flop, um, I really think it's going to be um, – it's going to be – This is – AJ Brown because AJ Brown, I feel like he's actually no, never mind. Oh, uh, it's gonna be Saquon Barkley. What? He's gonna flop. Yeah. Any reasoning behind that it? Or are you just pulling um, names out of I, I, I just, I just feel like, oh, I don't 
Personally, I don't think it's going to be his fault. I think the coach is just going to – the. I personally don't like Brian Dable. I think he's going to eliminate the running game. I think he's going to try, like, just sweeps and just all goes all the time. I think he's just going to completely eliminate the running game because how frustrated he is. So I don't think Barkley's going to have a great day. Well, let me tell you something right now. I love Brian Dable for one reason. It reminds me of Uncle Clint. Every time I see that guy on the sidelines, <laughs> I think of you, and I love it, and I love when he goes nuts because I don't know. Did you guys watch the game this week? Do you see what happened? They get the ball down on the one-yard line. Oh, yeah. They're on the one-yard line. They got a fourth and one with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. They decide to try to run the ball up the middle. It gets... It gets stuffed. No, no, it was third and one. It gets stuffed. They got no time to get the next playoff. They couldn't kick a field goal or anything. Dayball is losing his mind on the sideline. It was the, one of the greatest things I saw all week. So it was, what are they trying to do? Apparently, uh, Taylor's supposed to audible out of this thing. He doesn't audible out of it. And they just try to push the ball up the middle. They were nowhere near to getting reset to get the next playoff. They, they had a guaranteed three to go up 9 nothing over the Bills at the half. They were trying to, you know, they tried to punch it in, but they could have done anything. Could have rolled them out, tried to, you know, tried to throw it into the end zone. They had plenty of time for, for an attempt at that. Instead, they try to run the ball up the middle, which is the one thing in that scenario that you can't do. That's it. It's the only thing that you can't do. And, and and it, if you're going to do it, you oh. got to sneak. You, if, if you don't quarterback sneak. You well, you got to get him on the edges. you got to let him onto the edges so that he can throw it away or try to run it in. You can't try it up the middle. You can't get two plays off in that time. So that was just brutal. But again, I'll watch that guy. Just his antics on the sideline alone, I love it. It's yeah, awesome. I, I do think that Barkley will still be okay because he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. And you don't need him for yards be, in PPR. You just screen, get screen eight catches for 20 well, yards. Well, 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 my favorite moment of Brian Dable was when, I think it was a couple weeks ago, He uh, Daniel Jones was in the red zone and he threw a pick six. And in this interview, the reporter asked him, "What do what do you say? Um, what was your um, what did you say to Daniel Jones? Um, like what like what was what were you, what what, were you, what did you say to Daniel Jones before he threw that pick? Wait, no, it was like what did you say to Daniel Jones after he threw that pick? Like he said like not okay, to throw what did he pick. say? He said like not. <laughs> I forgot what the question was. But it was like funny, and then he said not to throw a pick or something. Not 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 to throw a pick." What'd you tell him to do? Not to throw a pick. So in other words, Nate, we gotta jump to you. Oh right yeah, now. not to throw a pick. That's yeah, right. Yeah. All right, one to uh, pop, one to flop. What do you got? My pop is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he had a little bit of a down week. I think it was like eleven points last week. But with all the injuries, Debo out and uh, McCaffrey looking hurt, they're probably gonna limit him a little bit. So I think Ayuk Ayuk is gonna get a ton of targets and. Rack up some points for fantasy. And my flop is Derrick Henry. Some people may say he has been flopping, but he just bounced back last week with 20 points. And actually, I don't think that was a bounce back. Um, Ty J. Spears has been taking all of his touches. He All his points from last week came from a 65-yard run that led him into the red zone for his touchdown. And... He is usually a guy that's getting 25, 30 touches every game, and that's where he's getting his fantasy points. But now, uh, week five, he had 16 touches, and last week he had 14. So it kind of just Another shows. problem you got there is quarterback stinks. Yeah. Right. He, he don't I mean, have it. He, he, he's injured. I mean, he can't get the ball to D-hop. With the bad offense. It's, it's awful. Derrick Henry ran, got the ball because they were always very close. It's not like they were down low and they had to throw – but now, since they're they need to score, and D Hop hasn't scored a touchdown he, all year. He's yeah. a guy you need to 
give a little bit of a break. Cause this is a guy that's carried the ball 250 or 350 right. times a year for yeah. God knows how many years. Yeah, he's been ridden, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, those are good. Those are good. Nice work. All right, our final segment before we get to our uh, blo- uh, blooper reel, essentially, is our Week 7, the big weekly matchups. I usually write down a couple games that I think are going to be the most fun to watch, kind of have the biggest implications at this time of the season. The first one that I had was Lions versus the Ravens. You got the Ravens. Currently, the line on that is the Ravens favored by three points, which I kind of shook my head at that. I couldn't believe it. That's an easy cover That's what I saw. I think so, too. Lions I, I, when they came like, out, right? Probably like the Lions straight up there. This is a game of division leaders here, and the note that I wrote on this game is that you can't write Jared Goff off right now as an MVP candidate. Right now, Jared Goff uh, is an MVP they, candidate. Right now, I think the Lions can get about twenty points. Well, let's talk about this. this. One. You got the Lions straight. I got the. I think the I Lions, Lions straight up by more than ten. Uh, I more think the Lions 10. cover that three easy. I do easy. too. What do you think, Caden? Who you got, Lions, Ravens? Oh, uh, I'm going with the Lions. I just think they're more consistent, and if the Ravens are on, they're dangerous. But can't. Well, the other one we're dealing this with the. Uh, yeah, we're dealing with the best records in football. You got the Dolphins playing uh, at the Eagles. The Eagles are currently favored by a point and a half. Basically, a pick them there. Um, this is going to be an interesting game because the Dolphins have been hot again. I'm, I'm going to say the defense wins, and I'm going to take the Eagles. Defense wins football games, and the Dolphins don't have very good defense. They can put up a ton of points, but they don't play enough defense. I'm a Dolphins guy, uh, but I think that the Eagles' defense is going to pull them out and they're going to win that game. I'm curious to see how the Eagles bounce back from last week's disappointment. Um, I believe their O-line is going to be down a guy. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the status on him, but that, that hurts them. They need that's, – that's a big – deal for that Eagles team is that offensive line and the way that they play together, they're, they're perfection. I mean, they're fantastic. So I'm curious about that. The Dolphins, you know, last time they ran into the Bills, when they ran into that complete team, they struggled. So Another guy see. you look to pop, another guy that, that I think might pop off this week is uh, Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles. Kenneth, I don't. He may, he may have a good game this week. Just I don't. Ooh, don't that's a little sleeper. Sneaky like sleeper from Uncle Clint right there. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna say that I think that the Eagles got a treacherous schedule coming up. It's gonna be tough for some reason. I I got a feeling they're gonna hit a little, you know, game. You know, mid not mid season, but I think they're gonna hit a little lull here. I think for some reason the Dolphins are gonna sneak that one out. And I'm an Eagles guy. I think that the Eagles are the team that they're just seem to be in every game, whether they're playing. You know, the top of the league or the bottom of the league, they just seem they they, they seem to always come out with the That's W. That's gonna be a heck of a football game. That's gonna be a game that I want to watch right there. That's probably. The but game we thought Bills Dolphins was gonna be awesome. It's that, gotta be. That's that probably the game, game of the week be. right there. I think. I would think so too. I don't remember how that lined Hopefully up. So those those are definitely your biggest matchups. What are the since we're you know we're from Chicago, we like to talk about Fields and uh, who are they playing this week? What's the deal? Raiders. Oh, the Bears got Although the Raiders. I think the Bears can no wonder you win. Another them. loss. No, the no wonder you picked loss. the Raiders the Bears to make the playoffs. Another loss. He's Josh counting with the W. Field stinks. Josh. Another loss. He's not playing. <laughs> well, they, yeah. they got a Maybe they get a chance to win. They might have a chance. If that guy got balls again. Bandits in there. Bandits in there. Donnie's a diehard. Donnie's a diehard. He's like, the, the kid was moving the ball. Donnie watches every second. The kid was moving the ball. He's like desperate for anything. It's, he's like, the other guy's in fields moves backwards. He moves backwards. <laughs> the, the kid didn't get a touchdown. Rushing touchdown. 
He was good, actually. Well, you know, he, a lot of times when you bring those guys in, they're just not ready for the speed of the game, and you saw him fumble right away because right. he just First doesn't have that, fumble, doesn't have that awareness. He looks at more than one receiver, though. Fields don't look off as one receiver. He locks in on one guy, and that's it. You could have a guy open... 20 yards open down the field, and he'll never see him. The you're, guy just—you're really not a Fields guy if you're I going with a backup rookie that no one's ever I, I, heard I of as a guy that I goes can't. through his reads better. I can't—I can't, I can't <laughs> stand Fields. I never have liked him. I told—I actually told Pep this year that I thought Fields was going to work his way to the bench, and this guy was going to take over the starting job. Wow. Fields is just that awful, in my opinion. Is it okay? So he's a the, running So back. the Bears. Okay, so Carolina. Carolina has no incentive to lose this year, so they're not going to tank. The Patriots seem like they're almost starting a tank here. Belichick wants wants Caleb Williams. He wants he needs a quarterback. Does he still want him after Bears. last weekend when he threw out? I know he was brutal. I know he was that brutal. Terrible at the college level. I know. I don't know, man. Everybody's everybody's saying this guy's the best prospect since Luck, and over Lawrence, over so I don't know Luck. But, Luck was dude. Luck was yeah, luck was the prospect. Man. Luck had all the he had all the measurables. Luck and he was sign Andrew Luck. <laughs> you know dude, the Jets would do better than anybody they got right now. That's for sure. So the question is, what are the Bears gonna do? I mean, are they gonna start the tank? I mean, are Fields gonna be out all of a sudden six weeks with this thing and they try to drop every game? I, I think the Bears are all in on Fields. I think they're gonna keep them. No way. I think yeah. I think they're I gonna think keep they're Fields. They're all in on this guy. I think they're gonna. And then that's they're just either, a huge it's a typical since, Bears move. Since they do got Carolina's pick after the DJ Moore trade, they are, and one of them probably gonna get first or third. Uh, first. They both should be top five. Second to last. Both yeah, should be top five. They should. Automatically have a top five pick, and I think they get uh, short up their defense. The way the league's looking right now is you're looking at Patriots, Panthers, Bears in the bottom five somewhere. They, they, I can't see those teams. And I up. actually went over the Bears schedule this year at the beginning of the year and thought they were going to win eight games. Boy, was oh. I totally completely off on that. <laughs> that was the worst prediction I made in the entire season. Still early season. in the season. They'll be lucky if they win three games. <laughs> I think that can't win. be that bad. I think they get to go horrible. with the backup this week, and if they win a game, they might still they might give them another chance here's the this, week after. But here's what's gonna happen if they don't win, it's they're going to down. See. So, the Raider game is the one they're going to base their tank on if they well, lose this one. They're going to give them one more chance the week after. If <laughs> chance for what? Beat, to show themselves. No, well, I'm saying better ch- than Justin Fields. I'm saying chance for what though? What What are the you Bears? You don't have to do too much to prove you're better than Justin Fields. <laughs> they're not going to make, but they're right not going to make the playoffs. I mean, what, what is? What are you going to see? I mean, what are you going to see out of Fields? Maybe you I mean, got the next coming of Mike Piazza here in Chicago. I think you got to move on. You got to move on. It's time. It's time, and the Bears got to trade. Look, there's some good quarterbacks in this trade. You see that guy from Washington? He looked pretty good. There, Bo Nix looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but I was about to say. And, and that wide receiver, Harrison's son. Oh, well, you guys, you guys, you guys talked about Harrison. He's a little bit bigger body than his old man was. So no, no, the old man Notre didn't Dame. like to get hit. Notre the old man. I used to love watching the old man and Manning man, but he he used to he, he used to he, he just roll down. He catch the ball and he just roll down. He didn't like it. Kid's quite a bit built bigger. Yeah, he's gonna say he's a bigger body, no doubt about it. Yes. All right, this is what we're closing with. I wanted to. I've been wanting to bring out this blooper reel, and I've been trying to figure out. Now I'm not. I don't have anything to play. I don't have any sound. I don't have anything like that. Kate didn't get any bloopers for. The but the, oh yeah, there's bloopers on everybody. The, for me, my my te- I have like my top four or five things here on the blooper reel. The number one is our post show hysteria. So what I'm gonna do on one of these pods 
as soon as I say, have a good night, thanks for listening and so forth, I hit stop and then we go into this like post-show conversation that's typically hilarious. Like, cause it's always going, Caden, what were you doing? And then Uncle Clint, shut your phone off. And we go into this whole thing. And one of these pods, I'm not gonna tell you guys or whoever's with me, and I'm gonna say, good night. I'm just gonna leave it. And then I'm gonna put it up on the pod so people can hear the type of stuff that happens once we shut it down. Again, I'm not gonna do it tonight, but it's always if funny to do big it. Nate out again. He needs to come up with a little more energy. <laughs> big, big <laughs> Nate looks like he ran a couple of five on fives like within the last couple hours big here, Nate right? Here was my second thing was Uncle Clint's phone notifications. Like, every, you can hear him if you listen back to pods that he's on. He's got these loud fantasy because he was always on Sunday nights during the Cubs yeah. season. Always on Sunday nights and then You'd hear all these like really loud <laughs> notifications from his phone, and I'd look at him, and he's like, "Gotta check my fantasy," you know. He'd get it out, so that was. I used to love. I, I actually love to hear it because you'd just see the smile on his face because he'd know that somebody got points. <laughs> so that was one. But my, this is my favorite. This is definitely my favorite. Was Uncle Clint's Verlander analysis, where <laughs> it turned into. The only way he doesn't make it to 300 wins is all these ways that he could die. So he starts off and he's like, I don't care. It's only if his arm falls off or he gets hit by a car that he's not going to make 300. That was his first thing. And then later in the, later in the pot, you're like this. Listen, he's going to get it. I don't care if he has a heart attack. And he goes in like, you name like four different ways that Verlander could not just get injured but essentially die. That's the only way he wasn't getting to 300. I, I makes it any other way. Unless he, unless he dies, he makes it. I'm a firm believer in it. That was, my, that was my favorite. But what has become essentially a show staple is Caden's in-pod analysis, where he's trying to come up with his thoughts while we sit here, and it's a complete disaster, and it goes quiet, and then he's trying, he's trying to make picks on stuff, and it's totally indecisive. Ah! Uh, Ah, uh, and then there's like five, ten seconds in between. I got hours to prepare for this stuff. I, 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 I gotta get home from school and like other stuff. I don't really have a lot of time. Oh, you got time. You I know how long it took me to put my notes together? Fifteen minutes. That's what I, I I sit down. No, I jot down the show. I went show. home about six thirty. I jotted down. I looked at the topics Uncle Brett sent me, and wrote them down. Boom, 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 and I'm ready to go. It took 15, maybe 20 minutes. I know you got 15 or 20 minutes at school. Uh, oh, he's got 15 or 20 minutes. All you got to do is jot down a couple bullet points that you can essentially look at instead of looking at retro bowl games. I mean, I'm now I'm going to clips on the pod. You're not allowed to bring the computer down here. You have to have regular I notes. Like like I'm handwritten season right now. Handwritten notes. When the, other, here on the, the other thing is we're going to pick an episode where he's got to run it. He's got to MC the thing like I got to do where I got to oh, lead everybody. Boy, we should do that. The, the audience will love I, that I, one. I, I that, and then you'll really have Philly's to winning six to nothing. I okay, do. Philly's up six nothing. That means Schwarber hit two homers. ALCS is... That's my guy. 196 or that. Schwarbs gets it done when the money's on the line. Let's go. Always has. <laughs> Schwarber's big-time player. Always has been. You said it before the end of the regular season. You said Schwarber wins. He's always on teams that are in there at the end. He He's there, man. And he, 2016, he we don't win the World Series without him. I agree. He missed the whole year. 
He also hit 416 in the World Series. Dude, he came up big when we needed him most. I would take Schwarber. When we talked about the guys that left the Cubs, I said, give me Schwarber. Of all of them, give me Schwarber. The other guys, they were. it was the right move to get rid of them. I mean, you're talking about the Phillies got potentially two guys that can make it to the 500 homer club. Absolutely. Three. Castellanos. Castellanos is not a 500 home run guy, but don't get me wrong. They picked up a stick with that guy. When that guy, was with, when that that guy, guy. was with the Cubs, Cubs that guy's a never hitter. Got rid of that guy. Speaking of Castellanos, side note. Baseball guys, they're getting a little crazy with these buttons, man. These players are starting to go down two, three, four buttons. The guy from, uh, who's the guy from the White Sox that's on Houston now? This guy, you could almost he's see his belly button. He's got six buttons down, a gold shirt. chain. He's got no undershirt on. Looks like the guy just rolled out of bed. Half I mean, stuff's hanging out. The Yankees aren't Luke? letting that happen, dude. You ain't looking like that. Have you seen here. Luke Voigt? How many buttons he got? Oh my! Up? It's like half the. Luke Voigt doesn't look like his shirt's buttoned. <laughs> <laughs> he got nothing to show off. You think what's his name? What's the, what's the guy the White Sox had? Abreu. Yeah, Abreu don't have any. No, Luke Voigt's lower than him. No, boys are yeah. Oh my god! I mean, these guys look like slobs. <laughs> Castellanos, I'm kind of used to it because with the Cubs, he did the same thing. Castellanos has always got two or three buttons undone, and every he just looks sloppy. But Abreu, man, he, Abreu looked like the other day he was missing a button, like he had one done, one missing, the other one done. It's just Big money, Schwarber. Though that's my guy. Schwarber is Schwarber is getting it done, and I'll tell you that that what they got going there offensively, Schwarber. Turner, Harper, Castellanos. They got Castellanos batting seven in that lineup. Seven. I mean, that's just trouble top to bottom. So you're seeing the Phillies are the, – the Diamondbacks essentially ran into a buzzsaw there. The Philly, Oh, my God. Caden, show me a picture of Luke Voigt. <laughs> that is weird. So the, they run into a buzzsaw. However, the other series I think is going to be interesting. It is looking like going up 2-0 is hard to come back from. But I think that's going to be a series. I think that one goes at if, least if, six. If they go, if Houston goes down 3-0, they bring back Furley on short rest. Oh, yeah. I told Caden the other day, I go, you're going to see Verlander in four if they keep losing. I, I, you know, he, you think they'll bring him back on short rest, Furley? They have to. I mean, they have to go get him. I mean, they... They have no choice. They have no choice at that point. So this has been fun. This has been I, awesome. I do want to shout out to my UAW guys on strike. Uh, hold the line, boys. Hopefully we'll be back to work in a couple more weeks here. Uh, I did want to make a little shout out to all the people out there freezing in the rain and the snow soon coming if we're still out there. So uh, hold the line, boys. We're going we're gonna to get a good contract out of this. All right. Thank you, Uncle Clint. Thanks for putting that shout out in there. Nate, thank you so much for coming on. Caden, we're gonna keep working with you on this thing. You're gonna MC this thing pretty soon. You better be ready. What's he? For the guys that says "Eat the Rich" for corporate America. I like it. All right, Uncle Clint's got the "Eat the Rich" shirt on. Uncle Clint's been running around uh, filling up barrels with wood so guys can stay warm at night out on the the strike lines and so forth. So. It's been kind of a wild run for him. On the plus side, for me, I got more time to get Uncle Clint on the pods, but that's about it. Other than that, other than that, he wants to get back to work. I know that. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Nate, Caden, Uncle Clint. Remember to like us, follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much. Have a great night.